Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms, feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month, with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms, wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Who talks like that? I do. Out loud? Yes. <laughs> maybe, to, maybe not in like in a group full of adults, but like to your husband, you'd be like, BRB. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's because I'm casual. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy, and I'm your former Hallmark hater. I almost forgot what I had to say there about myself. So reformed you are. We'll see. Today we're discussing Mystery Island from Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Mm -hmm. And if you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, come be our friend on Instagram. You can find us both at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Also, jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. Uh, All you got to do is search Girls Gone Hallmark in Facebook groups or click the link in our show notes. And if you want to send us a longer message, you can email us, meganandwendy at gmail.com. Do you have any Hallmark news and notes to share with the class? I have a few. Sadly, it's been reported that the driver that killed Treat Williams in June 2023 has been charged with gross negligence. Oh, no. In a weird twist, I was reading about this, apparently the driver and Williams knew of each other. I guess they lived in Vermont and happened in Vermont, and there's a small but very connected uh, theater community there, uh-huh. and they both have worked there, oh, or no. so they knew each other, which is kind of like weird. Ryan Koss, the driver that allegedly turned left in front of Williams, like his moving motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. He faces up to 15 years in prison if convicted. Do we know what caused that gross negligence charge? He just, that's just what happens when you're driving and you make a big mistake? I guess. He was not under the influence. He just turned in front of him, apparently. I guess there was, this is weird too. There was a witness who was behind him, behind the driver. Uh-huh. But it happens to be his partner. So like they were oh, going no. somewhere yes. and like, and he saw it happening. It just is a big old mess. Yeah. It's bad. It's yeah. So that's sad. heartbreaking all around. It's yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. I just, sometimes I think just accidents happen. People make mistakes. Yeah. In lighter news, Christmas Con has announced the Hallmark stars who will be in attendance during the fan convention taking place on December 8th through 10th in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Names include Hallmark biggies like Tyler, Andrew, Lacey, Jonathan Bennett, Paul Campbell, Kimberly Sested, and more. They also made another announcement, and that is that they will no longer be a traveling convention, so mm-hmm. they will stick to New Jersey. Yeah. That was met with some disappointment from their fans. You? 
is is that the convention that was here in Pasadena? It was at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure. That makes it harder for me to go. (laughs) But I'm not going to publicly shame a company for making a decision that's in their best business interest. But there were many people who were vocally like, well, that means I'll never be there. And that people understand that that is a, a risk that they knew that they were taking, that by staying in one place, they know that there are going to be people who never travel. However, this is a convention that sells out every single time. Mm-hmm. I think they were comfortable making that decision. I'm sure. So, I mean, of course, their fans, I probably were vocal on what, Facebook? The Facebook group. Instagram. Instagram. And that's just where it's – no. nobody's ever going to be like, yay, I'm so glad. It's all met with The, the internet people. has turned into a place where if you're not serving my needs, I'm going to let you know that mm-hmm. this doesn't work for me. Yeah. Someone posts a recipe and they're like, oh, I'm dairy-free. I can't eat that. Like, I'm dairy-free and I'm not going to go on someone's cheese board recipe and be like, mm, I can't make this. Just keep scrolling, right? It's not just, everything is for you. It's okay. I know. Um, moving on to correction corner. Oh, gosh. I'm so embarrassed. Look my stomach hurts. Let's give some backstory here. In last week's review of Haunted Harmony Mysteries, Murder in G Major, Megan and I reported that the writer of this film was one Arthur Vandelay. I mean, it sounds legit, right? It was on IMDb. What am I supposed to do? I know. Well, someone has the jokes because longtime Girls Gone Hallmark listener and co-host of Hallmark Cafe Michael Killen let us know that the IMDb credit is incorrect. Yeah, it's a big joke. In fact, the name Arthur Vandalay is a fictional name made up by Seinfeld character George Costanza. The real screenwriter of Murder in G Major is Craig Weinman. Any relation to Nina? I don't know. Do you think someone was doing that on purpose? Like Craig was like, I don't want the writer's credit during a writer's strike. I think the speculation is that it, the alias was due to the writer strike, but I looked yesterday, it was still there. And my understanding is that everything that Hallmark has made, like Hallmark got waivers to make a number of movies because they were willing to meet the Writers Guild and the SAG AFTRA demands. Well, so Craig, Hallmark's in compliance. But maybe Craig Weinman didn't want the Drew Barrymore treatment. Mm. So he was like, I'm just going to put this alias in there for now. I don't know. Makes me laugh. It makes me feel really stupid. <laughs> me too. As soon as I saw it, I had to click out of Facebook. I was like, I can't, I can't engage with this. I'm embarrassed. So I was like, ah, we'll correct. <laughs> it's not like we don't do our due diligence because way back in the day, I don't think we put as much effort into researching like the news and notes section. Yeah, correct. Exactly. And so we do spend a lot of time like putting all that, but we look at the we look at IMDb. We look at other articles that were written. I, yeah, and Hallmark has locked down their press releases. Yeah, we don't have any access. We to don't any have of that access stuff. to that. So sometimes it is. I do rely on IMDb, but jokes on us. Yeah. Let's hear a synopsis for Mystery Island. Sure thing. Doctor Amelia Priestley, in need of a relaxing vacation, goes to Mystery Island, an immersive murder mystery themed resort. As the game begins, tragedy strikes. The resort's reclusive founder is murdered. Dun, dun, dun. Let's hear some news and notes. All right. This movie was filmed in Panama, according to an interview given by director Nicholas Humphreys. 
The mansion used throughout the film is known as Villa Bonita Panama, and apparently the Obamas have stayed there. I saw that. Yeah, I it was gonna, beautiful. I'm going to put a link in our show notes. I, if I guess you can r- rent a room there. Yeah. But or you rent ha- the entire villa. Yeah, you got to call for rates, though. It's not just like <laughs> it's not just like it's not on hotels.com. Yeah, just, just book it. Yeah, booking.com. <laughs> nope. Mystery Island was written by John Christian Plummer, who has written the Mystery 101 series, Curious Cater, Dying for Chocolate, and Grilling Season, as well as a Francesca Quinn P.I. Elizabeth Henstridge stars as Dr. Amelia Priestley. You know, Priestley's close to my heart, right? She was in 2019's Christmas at the Plaza, Megan's least favorite movie ever. And Mm. I thought you hated that movie. I don't. I don't love it, but it's not my least favorite. There are worse. I feel like you kind of like every time you hear it. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that movie. My husband did watch it the other day and I was like. Maybe I've been too hard on it, but it does definitely have one of those like she's in a relationship the entire time and then runs away to be with Ryan Pavey at the end. Your least favorite storyline. My least favorite storyline. Yes. So she was in Christmas at the Plaza as well as 136 episodes as Gemma Simmons on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And actually, I've never I'm not familiar with that show. It's a Marvel adjacent. That's why I'm not familiar with it. And the title is Agents of S H I E L D, but they call it agents of Correct. shield, right? Okay. okay. So I have another note about Elizabeth Henstridge. Her partner is a man named Zachary Burr Abel. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Well, I saw an Instagram post of hers featuring him, and I thought oh, he looks familiar. So I clicked through. He is big on TikTok. He's like a travel hacker, so he posts. All these, like, how to effectively use your points and get He's deals. He's not the points guy, is He's he? He's not the points guy. But I think if you've spent any time on TikTok and you've ever been served, like, we were able to fly Emirates first class by only spending $12 and here's how we do it. I'm making him sound goofy. He's not. Like, he's full of information. But I just, it was a funny world colliding mm, moment yeah, for, for sure. me. Charlie Weber plays Jason Trent. He has... 41 acting credits on IMDb. Who knows if they're all true, (laughs) including last year's Christmas bedtime stories and 90 episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. That's a show I never watched. It's a Shonda Rhimes show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kezia Burroughs plays friend and 5% investor Lady Jane Alcott. She has 39 acting credits, but this does appear to be her first movie for Hallmark. What's your first impression of Mystery Island? There are some really not-so-great reviews of Mystery Island on IMDb, and I'm going to disagree. <gasps> we did not discuss this movie at all. I, oh, I, I can't wait to talk about it. My first impression is I just need to give up on trying to solve mysteries. <laughs> were, were you completely wrong? I just had no guesses. Because as, <laughs> we, as you're watching a movie and as they're exploring suspects, you know it's never the person they're exploring. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I've got no other ideas. And it's not the writing because when you come back to the end, you're like, oh, they, they did lay hints. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've got the remote control for the drone, which I had forgotten about until they brought it back in. And, oh, he was sick. All of these things come back in. But I wasn't putting those pieces together. Mm. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. I need to stop. Did you even see, like, the quick flash 
as they're sitting down for dinner, there is a one waiter with a terrible beard standing there. It was milliseconds. I honestly didn't until they, when they showed it at the end, I was like, oh, that like is tickling my brain. Uh Like I vaguely remember it, but I didn't even bump on that person (laughs) in the original scene. And then they show it to you again because when they show him murdered, right, they like peel off the beard and they're like, this nose looks like it could be fake. And I literally have in my, did you see that since we're there, I wrote his nose might be fake. Like you could see the full outline of it in that moment. And I thought, okay, maybe I, and I took, I just want to say that after our last mystery, I was like, I need to focus because there's so many characters, right? And I took so many notes about who those people were, but I completely missed that waiter at the beginning. (laughs) So anyway, let's move on to what we liked. Okay. I thought this story I did was quite intriguing. So there's this all-encompassing, like, murder mystery resort. It sounds very cool. Yes. And I was like, would I ever go? If I had guaranteed that I was going to be safe there, because obviously I don't want to, like, I don't want to track down a a real-life murderer. Sure. But can I track down a pretend one? And I know that I'm I'm in no harm. Yeah, that sounds fun. I can imagine a place would be like this if it was real would be popular. Sure. If you had $10,000 a night to spend. Did you hear them say like it's a $10,000 a night like game play? Uh-huh. I was like, that's ridiculous. Anyway, I liked how the plot takes this like unexpected turn. Call me naive, but I... I don't really know what to expect. I was like, I know they're going to this this place to play this game. Like, what's going to happen? I assumed that, like, the whole beginning scene where – what's her name? Oh, yeah, oh, Amelia. The doctor is with that murderer, and he, like, threatens her or whatever. I kind of thought that was going to come into play. Yes. So I didn't even, like, see that – think that there would be, like, a real murder there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I liked the twist. I liked it. I liked I like the whole concept was cool to me. Yeah, I was trying to decide as I was watching, are they going to, is it just going to be a murder mystery play uh-huh. game or is there going to be an actual murder? I allowed for both being a possibility, but I really liked this goofy clue like mm-hmm. setup and I thought the characters leaned in hard to their characters and that's kind of the point of a movie like they're supposed to be playing very specific roles mm-hmm. right and like you said there were some negative reviews and I think people expected this to be more serious than it was and I think it leaned into the fact that it was very unserious and very silly and I really enjoyed it and was surprised that so many of the reviews were so negative me too there's not a single at the moment of this recording positive review on IMDb that's awful nothing over five out of ten wow so I expected it for I expected for it to be a little tongue-in-cheek It is a little bit of a hallmark departure, too, in terms of their classic mystery formula. And I like that we don't just have the standard, like, non-detective solving crimes element. Yes. Because, sure, the doctor isn't specifically a detective, but I felt like her actual expertise Mm -hmm. made sense that she was participating in solving the crime here. It wasn't just like, I'm a caterer who there happened to be a murder in my vicinity and I'm going to make a murder board. Right. Right. Goldie. Yes. <laughs> yes. I loved how they set it up for yes. 
future potential episodes. It makes sense. Like they're not going to just do the same thing over again. Now if we have the doctor and the investigator collaborating, consulting on like future stories. And I mean, sure, there's probably going to, I mean, really, is there going to be a murder in every single one? How's that going to work? I wondered that because I said, are they always going to have a real murder? Because that could end up being pretty bad for business. Yeah, seriously, right? (laughs) You're like, no, I'm not going to that place. $10,000 a night and I might get killed. Nope. (laughs) I liked Elizabeth Henstridge as Dr. Priestley. I loved Kezia Burroughs as Jane. Did you? I thought she was like kooky, like enough kookiness, eccentric. Like she was all in and like solving the mysteries. Like you could believe her as this super wealthy woman of leisure uh-huh. who is fully committed to being able to yes. finally solve one of these yes. mysteries. And I thought she wore really cute dresses too. Moving on to what she wished for. Girlfriend needs some better stalking through the jungle clothes. Okay, I know. There's a lot of commentary about her, like, platform espadrilles that she wore. Yes, right. And her bright blue shirt. Now, granted, she didn't plan to be sneaking (laughs) after people, but there was multiple running through the jungle moments. And you'd think after the first one, she'd be like, I need some better footwear. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that Carlos is going to run past her and not see her bright blue shirt through the leaves. I I hear you. I don't think it was actually Carlos who ran past her. It was Riley who ran past her, the travel website writer. I I hear you. I hear you all of that. But she only brought what she brought. I know. I know. The funny thing was like, I'm imagining myself in this role, like trying to run through the jungle in these shoes. There's no way. Like she. No, I would have had a broken ankle. A hundred percent. I would have fallen down a million times. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm out running. But I did tell you, like, do you ever have, like, those dreams or thoughts where you're, like, so close to getting something? She's like, help me, help me. I'm like, she's so close. Like, it felt very real to me. Mm-hmm. I think I just have a recurring nightmare about that kind of stuff. Like, like you're running and you can't get there fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yes. My only other wish I kind of wanted Cam, the opening murderer, to feature in a little bit more. There is a callback to him where she talks about how, like, he's not being made to feel small. Like, this isn't the right fit because he's not being made to feel small. It doesn't work out. Maybe that's enough. But I was so intrigued by the intensity of his, I have people on the outside who know you and your family. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, she was like, maybe I need to step away from police work. And then ultimately she's like, no, I don't need to at the end. And I thought, well, follow that through more. Like, is that just a threat? Right. And maybe that's something we'll see in future movies. But I kind of wanted that to be like looming over her head a little bit more. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I hope that wasn't just like a throwaway scene just to get her from working to vacation. Yes. Okay, here are, are a couple of my wishes. One. There are so many characters I need in my own murder board. Yes. I was writing them down. But I did love that each room of the hotel had a murder board. I thought that was set so, up for them. So funny. It was really funny. Yeah, there were just a lot of characters and a lot of names that I did not get. And so when they were talking about like who and this and that, that's when I like tap out a little bit. Well, so we discussed this during our last mystery movie, Murder in G Major, and I went in ready to take notes because I knew there would be a lot of characters. And so I have them all here. I have like John Murtaugh, IQ 180, son of a mystery writer, <laughs> Carlos Del Fuego and Morgan, meta students at Oxford, Phoenix Green on her workout videos. I mean, I had 
I I had to take notes. You were going to solve it, huh? It was less that I wanted to solve it and more, like you said, as they start referencing these people and they're off screen, I needed to know who they are because I'm not good with names. If I meet you, I'm going to immediately forget your name. Right. And it's not because I don't care. It's because my brain does not focus long enough Mm -hmm. for me to commit that to memory. So... Same goes for movies. I immediately forget the characters' names. I had to write them down. Who the hell is Riley? Good. I'm glad I wasn't alone in that. Did it also get a little muddy for you in terms of the whodunit? Like, there was a lot of, like, motives and pointing fingers at other people within their, like, group. I was like, what? What? And that's, I think, where I need to let it go. Because, like I said, I need to stop trying to solve the mystery. Just go along for the ride. Yeah, I feel like they're purposely trying to do that to, like, oh. A thousand percent. One more thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know me, I've watched a ton of murdery things, police procedurals, all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like that. And here are my thoughts. Why would the detectives keep all the suspects in the mansion? Why wouldn't they be rounded up and taken to like the police station, separated, questioned? Mm-hmm. There's too much like opportunity for like people to talk and like, I'm doing this with my <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, let's get our story straight. Yeah, let's get our story straight. Let's cooperate like where we were at. I don't know. But can you do that if someone's not actually a suspect? If they were just a witness, how long I get that, but how long can you keep them? And I don't believe for a hot second that Dr. Priestley would have been privy to any of the case details. Sure. He's telling her way too much. Also, she's like stalking around and listening to conversations and like how is all that stuff happening like I it just was like a mess finally and I feel good because there are some commenters on IMDb who also saw this but a lot of ungloved collection of evidence oh yes they find that envelope that has the second record in it and he just takes the envelope out and pulls the record out and I thought yeah what yeah it just I you know But like I've said before, you just kind of have to let those, like, details slide. Sure. And that's probably a director choice, I'm guessing. Like, there's not enough time to set up for her to put the gloves on or whatever. Yeah. Is that a choice or is it an oversight? I I don't know. I just feel like someone should have paid attention to those details. Yes. If you really want to sell it to me. Like, at least grab a Kleenex and take it out with a Kleenex. Yeah, exactly. All right. Moving on. To, did you see that? I have a couple, actually. My biggest one was the nose. Just the nose. Oh, that's so funny. And just such a funny line. This nose might be fake. <laughs> They're like ripping off his <laughs> face. I was like, good on that actor to lay there and not flinch at all as they're right? ripping this like plastic. They pulled the beard and the nose off. <laughs> and he's like, ow, oh, that hurts. I would love to see the take where he's like, oh. <laughs> You got a nose hair with that one. (laughs) Okay, so Amelia and Jane arrive to the island, and they are carrying their rolling suitcases. (laughs) Now, the only reason I noticed that they're rolling suitcases is because they see... Detective Trent? Yeah, they talk to him, like, on the dock or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they're standing there, and the handles are extended while they're standing there. And then the next thing, they start to go again, and they're like... They're, like, literally holding them up high, so, like, they're in the frame almost. Oh, weird. Yeah, and I was like, why can't they roll those? Maybe they made too much noise. Oh, I bet that probably was it. And you know they're empty. 
Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> over the dock. <laughs> okay, thanks. For they didn't want to have to go back and ADR that scene, so they're like, ladies, carry your suitcases. That's great insight, Megan. After the group's first dinner, they've all gathered in like a lounge or a bar or something like in the on the property, yes. right? And people are kind of peeling off, and Amelia is sitting there. She's like watching people like leave and do this thing, and you hear someone go, "We'll BRB," and I was like, "Did it just say BRB?" So I rewound it to because I watched it in subtitles. Me too, always. It did say BRB. We'll BRB. Who talks like that? I do. Out loud. Yes. <laughs> maybe to, maybe not in like in a group full of adults, but like to your husband, you'd be like. BRB. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's because I'm casual. Do you say LOL out loud? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have the vocabulary of a teenager, apparently. Well, teenagers don't say LOL anymore. I know. <laughs> Only 50-year-old women. Oh, boy. Okay, last one. Detective Jason and Amelia go on a walk on the beach. When they leave the mansion, it is dark out. It is dark. I can see, like, the skyline or whatever is in the background, right? But then they're walking on the beach, and it's it's only, like, just dusk at this point. Like, it was dark. Then they go for a walk, and it's not dark anymore. Obviously, they needed to shoot the scene so they could see them on the beach. I know exactly what scene you're talking about, and I think that was sunrise based on the light. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it was kind of like a bluish lighting. Yes. yes, it was. And I was like, I think that's sunrise. Like, I think this is happening as the sun is about mm. to come up early in the morning. What was funny, too, is this is the same scene where they find Lucia, Lucia, Lucia in the dead in the water. Yes. Like, kick her and roll her over. Yes. Okay. You could tell, like, they had, like, bright spotlights out. Could you tell that the no, was, I like, didn't. artificial lighting, like, of the scene? No. It's just, you know, these are just things I noticed. Yes, anyway. ma'am. Hit me with a rating. I gave it four stars. Oh, 3.75. I like this idea for a mystery. I'm interested to watch more. Me too. Some of the negative comments were like the acting was bad, but who was bad? I didn't think the acting was bad. I think to me, it felt like people the actors were leaning in on their characters in a way that really made sense for a movie like this Mm -hmm. because what they are are people going to play a murder mystery game but what they become are witnesses to a murder and i feel like when you look at movies like clue or knives out all of the people there are playing very specific roles it's Mm -hmm. not full of housewives right it's full of very specific people and these people leaned in hard for a reason, because that's the kind of movie this is. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. I liked it too. If mysteries are your favorite genre on Hallmark, guess what? You have a job. It is your job to hop into our reviews and leave Girls Gone Hallmark a five-star rating and let us know what you think of this podcast, of these movies. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.